0: Hello, creeps and ghouls. You're listening to Martel's
1: Movie Madness with your host, Ryan Martell and Cagney Larkin. So grab your popcorn and try to survive the movie madness. <laughs>
0: Hey y'all, welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. This is your host, as always, Ryan Martell, and I am here with... The other guy,
1: as always, Cagney Larkin. What's up, That's right.
0: We up in this bitch. Yo, guess what? I watched some fucking movies this week. Did you? Yes, I did. That
1: makes one of us. Hella
0: fucking movies, actually. (laughs) That makes Um, one of us. Before we get into all that, though, we do have our date to plug that we've been plugging here recently. For Excalibur Championship Wrestling. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Every Sunday, unless otherwise noted on their Facebook page, just type in x Caliber Wrestling, Wrestling. Ch- uh, Championship Wrestling, and it'll come right up. Every Sunday, they're going to be at uh, was it Old Dallas Brewery, right? Isn't that the new venue? Yeah, Old Dallas Brewery. Old Dallas, Dallas Brewery. Go check them out. Our buddy uh, Bobby from Universe Retro is over there doing commentary. What
1: up, and, uh,
0: We enjoy their product a lot It's real fun So go on and check those guys out These shows are 10 bucks So it's well worth it for a little bit of entertainment Get out of the house I know you guys are tired of getting out of the house Masks are required So be prepared Alright well We got that out of the way Cagney What you been watching?
1: I did not watch anything, Ryan Not really, been busy this week Um, I did play that Resident Evil 8 demo That was only available for 8 hours Saturday night And uh, you got 30 minutes of gameplay on it I did that, I beat the demo within 30 minutes Feel proud of that Um, If you guys aren't familiar with Resident Evil Very great video game series Very cinematic too, man It's awesome Uh, (laughs) It's a 30 minute demo 12 minutes of it were cinematics pretty much <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I watch watch you some got, cool stuff got like that. 16 minutes right. of actual gameplay um, other than that uh, really, just been watching some TV and short form media, you know, like Hell South yeah. Park as always, and uh, catching up on those ordinary sausage videos. Yeah, those are always fun. And also, I, was watch- I did watch like two episodes of uh, Just a Dash, from Maddie Matheson, yeah. the other morning. So
0: I think I'm all caught up on Just a Dash. I don't think I have any new episodes to watch.
1: I watched that uh, Palace Soup, but I started breakdown. watching
0: his. Uh his videos with Benny Blanco. Okay. The worst fucking cooking show ever is what it's called. It's it's pretty, pretty right. funny. It's pretty funny. And uh so I guess we'll just jump right into what I've been watching.
1: What you watching, Ryan?
0: Pick of the week this week. I didn't do one for the last couple weeks, I guess. I think I didn't do one for a, a couple weeks, but uh I definitely didn't do one last week. This week it is The Editor. I watched it on Shutter this is Astron 6 bringing you a movie via Trauma. Um, Astron 6, of course, is the the minds behind the Void. The Father's Day. Father's Day. Uh, the Leprechaun Returns. Manborg. Yeah, Manborg.
1: Technically, Astron Six really is I, only well, Father's Day. Okay, Manborg. but I,
0: I said the minds. Yeah, minds. Well, I'm, so, just saying, I'm just saying. I'm
1: saying. Technically, yeah, Astron Six is just. Uh, it's just Manborg. Father's Day. Father's Manborg. Day and- And um, the editor, and then boom, Steven Kostansky. Yes, Mr. Kostansky
0: has come out with The Void, Leprechaun Returns, and our favorite from this year so far Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman, for sure. Love it. Love that movie. Best kid ever. Anyways, the editor is a kind of an homage. Two Italian giallo movies,
1: but also a super spoof. <laughs> yeah, it's it is very much spoof. a
0: spoof for sure,
1: or satire, I guess, because it's not spoof like goof. Yeah, satire. It's
0: definitely, it, it's ribbon on them for yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, the everything from the excessive violence toward women, the black gloves, and super red blood, mm-hmm. the bad lip syncing, and the bait all and, that and switch
1: of stuff. who is the killer. You yes. know, they make it. There's that so Perfect funny scene Aaron's. with the trunk. Where uh, they're like all of the stuff that could you could be using to be a killer is just yeah. in the trunk of Matthew Kennedy's character. Yeah, <laughs> this it's, part's it's hilarious. Uh,
0: but yeah, I love this movie. I gave it a five out of five. Uh, you were right about it, though. You told me when I first watched it years ago that if I watched more Italian giallo, I would appreciate it more. And since I've watched it the first time, I have watched more Italian mm-hmm. giallo, and I do appreciate it more on second watch. So you were completely completely right about that.
1: You could tell that that's They Eat <clears throat> yeah. and Breathe. And I loved it film. the first
0: time I watched it, so that just made me love it even more. Uh, and then next up, I watched a few things on, I guess I'll get started with, well, I'm going to go to the, the ones I watched. I watched a, a, a movie I own on DVD that's uh, not really streaming anywhere. I mean, I'm sure you can get it on demand, but you have to pay for it. It's not free anywhere uh, or included with subscription mm-hmm. anyway. Not that I know of, anyways. Uh, Carrie from 2002, the the made-for-TV remake.
1: Which I've never seen. Uh,
0: it is... Okay, so I thought I had seen it before, and I had originally had it in my Pick of the Week slot. But after I thought about it, and I, after I watched it and I thought about it, like it could have just been that I didn't remember much about it because it was 2002 when I mm-hmm. watched it. And I was like forever ago now Uh, but I felt like I hadn't watched it as I was watching it and after I watched it uh, I was like maybe I didn't watch this movie maybe I've never (laughs) seen this before and uh, it certainly was not as good as I thought it was uh, but there were really good performances in it for sure Uh, Angela Bettis plays um, Carrie in this movie uh, she's, of course, known for May, The Woman, 12-Hour Shift, and a few, a slew of other genre hits. Um, she's awesome, and the lady who plays Carrie's mom is awesome, too. I can't remember her name right yeah. now, but she was really good as well. And then there's fucking Catherine Isabel, people, just all kinds of... It's, you can tell this was a Canadian production because there are a lot of familiar canadian actors just as background characters because they weren't big yet okay they were just still kind of getting their start because it's 2002 so yeah definitely check this one out uh not because it's good necessarily uh like i said it has good moments like it has good performances and uh some of the special effects are pretty decent but for the most part, the CGI is terrible. <laughs> it is way more over the top than the De version. And uh, we were... Thankfully, we got that remake in 2013 that was actually really good. With Chloe uh, Grace. Yeah. Maritz. so But this one gets a 2.5 out of 5. It is perfectly okay. And if you want to watch a batshit crazy remake of Carrie, then check it out. It's worth watching, I guess.
1: <laughs> it's worth watching, I guess.
0: <clears throat> and then I'm going to go to my Shudder, guys. Uh, I watched a movie called The Power on Shudder. Uh, I believe it is a Shudder exclusive. I don't know if it's an original or not. But it is a English movie uh, from England, of course, that uh, takes place... During some, it was some sort of uh, the coal miner strike. It's like some kind of coal miner strike in England at the time, and uh, they were doing uh, city, citywide blackouts, like uh, inducing blackouts, so that they would save the energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this this is about a nurse at a uh, medical facility that on her first day ends up having to work a double and that includes the graveyard shift or the dark shift right. when there's no lighting in the hospital except for the small lights they can run off a generator um, and you think it's it, it turns out it's like this big supernatural fucking horror movie and it's actually it's really spooky as it is on that but this whole time there's this eerie there's more to it you know mm-hmm. than just super the supernatural element of it and uh basically you find this this whole movie is about uh rape culture and the power perpetuated by people who uh benefit from the patriarchy and it's a very crazy film it's like i was not expecting a feminist film when i read the description and i was actually pleasantly surprised when it took literally the entire movie for me to catch on that it was a feminist film. Because it didn't even catch on to me till the third act that I was watching something that had that message. It finally clicked with so it. it's like, either I'm dumb or they're just that subtle with the message in it. Which is good because...
1: It may be somewhere in between. Probably,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, once I knew, Once I realized, I was like, oh, okay and like everything made more sense to me, but uh, yeah, it's definitely better than having a ham-fisted social commentary, which is something that a lot of smaller horror movies are really bad about, Um, so yeah, that one gets a 4 out of 5, definitely check it out, it's well worth watching, it's on Shutter, like I said, and then next up, I watched The Last Drive-In this weekend with Joe Bob on Friday night. I uh, changed my schedule at work to be off on Friday nights. For
1: Joe Bob,
0: and uh, specifically for this, so that I could uh, make myself some nice dinner.
1: It's a true movie have a fan, or right have a good
0: meal and then watch Joe Bob, and not have to worry about anything else. Uh, Mother's Day. This is a trauma movie directed by Lloyd Kaufman's brother Charles Kaufman, and uh, this is probably the least trauma movie I've ever, the least trauma trauma
1: movie I've ever watched. Yeah. Probably and it was a uh, like I said I watched that movie when I was younger. My grandma had yeah. a copy of it on VHS. That's wild. And it wasn't a trauma release because yeah. I had that VHS for a long time, uh, and I, it was like a media or something. Release. Yeah, it was never. I never saw anything trauma it was distributed yeah. by media. Yeah. It was media or somebody. Yeah, um, but well, that was makes not, sense. Yeah, because a lot not. of those
0: early trauma uh, VHSs are really are really, mm-hmm. re- the VHSs
1: are circ- yeah. circulated by somebody else. Or Orion or somebody. Yeah. yeah, like, it was, my grandma had a copy of it. And yeah. <laughs> she wasn't, like, a horror fan too much, you know. So that movie, uh, people were watching it in the 80s whenever it came out. For sure,
0: man. That movie was, uh, this movie was something, man. Uh, you know, it had our... The Redneck Brothers are, they're, uh... Yeah, they're man. That and, shit's pretty funny. Yeah. The whole whole three girls are nothing to write spe- home about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're attractive ladies. They They make good, uh, sympathetic victims, you know? Yeah. But as far as characters, that's all they're there for, is to be the sympathetic victim. But it's two Um, dudes, they're
1: funny, man. And the
0: the mom, she's funny, too. Uh, they're really, they definitely are the star of this movie, the stars of this movie, the mom and the, uh, the sons. And then you get that fucking jump scare at the end, which was amazing. Not gonna spoil anything, but, uh... If you won't see it coming Queenie. Even though you know it's coming uh, So I give it a 3 out of 5 For sure Definitely a fun watch And then they had The House by the Cemetery This is only the second time I've ever watched I've never seen A that. Lucio Fulci movie Lucio, Lucio Fulci Are you sure? Yeah Because uh, this is okay. So I watched this and I've watched uh, Don't Torture at Duckling That's the only two I've watched I haven't seen Zombie Or Zombie 2 whatever you want to call it or uh, the zombie three that he only kind of worked on. You never
1: saw City of the Living Dead, New York Ripper. Nope. The you've seen The Beyond, right? Nope. Man, I've Beyond, seen from Beyond. I'd say the The Beyond is probably oh, yeah the one I would thought you'd have seen. I'm gonna
0: definitely check some of those guys out. Uh, I didn't like do- Don't torture Don't torture a duckling, but like <clears throat> I guess it's not fair to judge somebody's body of work off of one movie. Right. You know, so I'm going to definitely check out at least the New York Ripper because I hear it's like a Maniac ripoff and I love Maniac. Yeah, so. yeah, he
1: sounds like Donald Duck. For, I sure. Like, for sure. I can't do a Donald Duck. That is Duck my definition That's of awesome
0: like. Martel's movie, Madness. I have it on
1: VHS and Don't Torture Duckling. But yeah.
0: Like. So I give House by the Cemetery a 3 out of 5. Also, uh, there's a lot of really bad dubbing in this movie because it's a, it's an Italian language movie that was dubbed in English. Um and the most fragrant of uh offenders was the little kid Bob, which people on Twitter were going off on mm-hmm. talking about fuck Bob, Bob can eat a fuck shit and it's like, bruh, the kid literally hasn't done anything.
1: We he's just it, Bob.
0: he's fucking guilty of having a shitty overdub voice and you guys are threatening violence upon his life. It's like get the fuck yeah. out of here! You guys are <laughs> taking this movie too seriously. Well, too fucking seriously. Which, if you're a fan of uh, shitty dubbed movies from other countries, then uh, Beyond the Door is a good one to watch. It has this similar uh, problem with a a little girl who is overdubbed by clearly an adult woman and cursing and saying things that that little girl was definitely not saying. <laughs> That's funny uh, So next up I got a few things on Prime And then we're going to get into the meat of the story today uh, I watched The Special Which is a movie that was produced partly by Phyllis um, Rose And has our buddy Dave Sheridan in it And I know I keep, I keep calling him our buddy Like he like is gonna probably not. He's, he probably doesn't even remember us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we talked to him for. A we minute. did talk to him for a second. So maybe we made an impression. Talk to him. For uh, a
1: but then later that night, he's like, "Fuck, fuck are you guys?" <laughs> so, <leave me> alone. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, we
0: love you, Dave. If you're listening, I know you're not. But uh, yeah, he was in this movie, and it's a uh, uh, weird supernatural whorehouse sexual obsession thing. Uh the best thing I can say is just watch it cuz anything I say other than that what I just said is going to be like kind of a spoiler. Uh I guess I could give you like the basic rundown. So uh Dave takes his friend who is married who thinks his wife has cheated on him to a whorehouse to get the special. And then his friend gets obsessed the with the special. And he keeps coming back to the whorehouse up. I, mean, like, I mean,
1: as you assume it would be easy know, to once do. Once you
0: get the special, you don't want the regular. That's nope. what they say. That's what yeah, the tag me the special, says. please. So, that one's a three out of five also. A very fun watch. Definitely check it out. Some cool special effects in that. Uh, Bones of Brundage. Uh, this movie is a documentary about the Bakersfield, California, punk metal and, like, hardcore scene. Okay. Um, Definitely not a lot of Bands I knew Being talked about in this uh, well, That's what you want right Yeah well it, Korn is like the only band That I really know from Bakersfield That is huge well I think Adima Is also from Bakersfield So it's all like about like uh, The scene before and after that How they kind of Started getting bigger bands Coming out of there uh, it's a pretty interesting little documentary. You can tell it's a little rough around the edges. It's a little DIY itself. But uh, overall, it's so pretty well very made. Very fitting for today's episode. Yeah, And uh, this gets a 3 out of 5, for sure, just like uh, the special. So check it out, too. And then last, but certainly not least, actually probably the best movie I watched all week, um, other than the editor. <laughs> and, but they're different types of movies. This movie is spontaneous. From the writer of Babysitter and Babysitter Killer Queen and uh, Love and Monsters oh, okay. and you find, Underwater, you watch that? How yes, is it? I did, did watch it. Finally, it's on Prime now. Uh, it's fucking awesome. Cool. It's great. It's I mean, it's I'm a okay, love. and it's it's a love story. You know?
1: I think that's why I was putting it off. Uh,
0: but it's got uh lots of blood and lots of humor early on, and then it gets dark. Okay. And when it gets dark, it gets real dark. Well, it's about people spontaneously and, combusting. Well, right? yeah, and it's also about grief and not waiting to live your life. You know, kind of living more for the moment. There and uh, not planning for a future that might not happen, you know. So, it's, it's definitely about spontaneousness in multiple ways. Uh, but teenagers do spontaneously combust in this movie. And the first one and a couple of the later ones happen in the school. So if school-based violence is a trigger for you, I would say stay away from this movie. But For everybody else, it sounds pretty
1: fucking awesome.
0: Yes, it is definitely dope. Uh, really good performances overall from everybody. Uh, I gave it a 5 out of 5 also, so check that wow, one out. Right on. uh, like I said, it is on Prime right now, so go check it out. All right, and now we get to the good part—the good shit. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really plan to do anything this week. We had, well, we had a guest lined up, but uh, they never did get back in touch with me. So um, we kind of not kinda a problem,
1: thought, not a problem, no, not
0: a problem because I already had something I kind of wanted to do in mind. And then yesterday I got some Blu-rays, and I was like, okay, I know what we're gonna do tomorrow. And And so I, okay, so I'm a, uh, I'm an aficionado for movies that are made for very little money that still have a lot of entertainment value, you know, and. And that's
1: why we're here, entertainment value. Yeah, that's why we're here.
0: Uh, So I decided, well, I thought I was, I was, I told, I pitched the idea to Cagney to do a James Balsamo episode. But I only own two of James's movies, so I brought my Bill Bub movies also today. And we normally do three to four movies, but today we were doing something else, so. We only did two movies. We did one of each: one Balsamo flick and one Bill's a movie. It was cool. I like the and the pace of two
1: movies, you know. A, yeah, I mean, it definitely nice. wasn't
0: an overwhelming experience. Two to went watch on the mic, just
1: two. It's a good feel.
0: Uh, us, I feel
1: like a little more energized than usual. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, we're definitely not as drained after yeah, watching yeah, two three movies, to four movies as we were. Three movies, I think, is the is the magic number. Right. It depends on four the is just overkill, it especially is. as long as some of the movies we watch are. Um, But yeah, we may stick to two to three movies from now on. Uh, Uh, Ryan, why don't
1: you kind of walk us through who the
0: fuck James Balsamo is. Okay, so James Balsamo is a filmmaker that I I actually personally was first made aware of his films at the Mad Monster Party. uh, Where he had a booth, and he was hosting, like, some of the Q&A panels and uh, Costume contest and all that good stuff And uh, So I went to I checked his booth out and he was You know peddling his wares his The first time I saw him He was selling a DVD A picture assigned 8x10 And a death In his movie, his next movie For 40 bucks Not a bad deal <laughs> I just didn't have the cash when I got to his booth to spend on that, or I probably would have. Uh, And then the second time I met him, he was doing the same thing, but with a topless photo op. Oh. So, and I did have money this time. So that's when I picked up, okay, so after the first initial meeting, he, he, and for, I guess I kind of got off of this thing. Uh, James Balsamo makes really super low budget movies. A lot of it's filmed at conventions and hotel hallways and hotel mm-hmm. rooms. Uh, he utilizes the fact that he does these conventions to get bigger named actors in his movies. Right. So uh, he's definitely a gotta resourceful love, guy. Gotta he's love a resourceful guy for sure. Um, but he makes these uh, totally campy, over the top, uh, just bad quality movies uh they're fun they're lots of fun like I, yeah yeah I the, had, um, the special
1: uh, effects were fun in this one man they were
0: i kind of wish we had watched bite school today because uh we we did watch the lich we watched the lich in case you guys didn't know because i haven't said it yet uh but i wish we'd watch uh, bite school because i feel like bite school is the better of the two
1: okay
0: I haven't seen any of his other movies. I've just seen Bite School and now The Lich. Uh, it
1: looks like he has directed
0: twenty-six films. <laughs> he's directed twenty-six films. There's over, also a Bite
1: School too.
0: Over the over the span of only ten years, wow. he's done twenty-six films. That is insane. Uh, he is yeah, definitely twenty-six going, films in two years. That's... He's definitely doing quantity over quality. Yeah, but it's fucking amazing. It's a lot of fun. He's a lots of he's a lot of fun to talk to, because he just has a, a great personality. He's right a a fun personality. I should say. I mean, the guy was selling a topless photo op at a convention. Who does that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, a professional topless photo op. Like yeah. I have an eight by ten printed out of it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and I'm also topless in the picture, so uh, I will put, I'll put i probably put that on our social media. Edited, of course. Um, for you guys to see what I'm talking about, uh, but we did. We watched the lynch, the lich today, which is, uh, I guess, the lich is kind of a part of mythology because there's multiple pop culture things that have made mention to a lich. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adventure Time had the episodes with the lich, with the yeah, lich yeah. and then now this. Uh, so, so I'm guessing like this has something to do with some sort of ancient culture of some sort uh but basically fucking James Balsamo stars in this movie that he wrote and directed uh as the character Vinny who has unwillingly unlocked a demon the lich onto the world and while he has this crystal so, that he stole that freed the lich he can't be harmed but everybody around him can be yeah and, or possessed so and this
1: weird like pink uh effect that comes on the screen every time the lich Lich is there
0: and I don't know for sure why that is but I want to say it's because the scenes with the lich on screen and the scenes with the other people are not in the same location
1: no and because the lich is green screened in a lot in this movie and not like I'll give it to them they didn't try to green screen them in to make them real they just green screened this motherfucker on top of the (laughs) scene in some parts Uh, I don't think James
0: has any illusions with what he's making. I think he knows that he's making the ode to the shot-on-video video video store nasties of the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, So, for taking that into mind, you know, this is not a bad movie. I I don't think it's a bad movie overall. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking at
1: some... uh... James Balsamo stuff on IMDb. He has a character in one of his films named Cagney Lacey.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> That's funny.
1: <laughs> it just came out in November 2020. Which so. one is that? Mark and Clark World Adventures.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, he's also He's got one called Cool as Hell. I don't know. I think it's animated, but I'm not sure. 100%.
1: I don't see, like, an official website for this guy, unfortunately. It's
0: Acid Bath Productions. Okay, Acid That's Bath Productions. That's what you tap in for right that. Um, so, yeah, when I first met him, I, I, I didn't have money to spend with him. So, a couple weeks later, when I did have money to spend with him, I hit it, hit up his uh, his site and bought right. a copy of Bite School, which was, uh, he had it on sale, and it came with a, a poster. It was supposed to come with a poster, a signed poster. And, uh... The posters sold out before I could get mine, but he sent me a hat instead.
1: There you go. That's which cool. is pretty
0: fucking dope. Uh, so I got an acid bath hat and a DVD. Uh, and it was pretty. And I watched it, and the first time I watched it, I really wasn't into it at all. Because um, what seems to be the biggest problem with his movies is that he doesn't. The, the audio is not great, It's it's very bad. In these movies. Yeah,
1: there's some scenes uh, in this one where you couldn't even understand. Which I
0: think that bothered me so much the first time I watched Bite School. But the second time I watched it, it didn't seem as bad. Um, I don't know whether it was because I knew it was like that and wasn't like, yeah. expecting a good quality audio. But it's it's that one's more fun than The Lich, I think. The Lich, however, I feel like has more solid of a plot. Maybe uh, it has more story to it. I feel it like. did.
1: It did. It. Uh, there's a, a bit they tried to do here,
0: but I mean, not that uh, not the bite school doesn't have a story. And,
1: well, and there was. Uh, you a said that one. cool as hell is animated. There were some cool animated parts uh, in okay. this film as well. Yeah, yeah, that's and the right. When we watched the lich, had some yeah. cool animation.
0: And uh, James Masamo is kind of like myself. He's a little bit of a jack of all trades. You yeah, know? he's an actor, a musician, a director, a writer, a producer. Uh, host, I guess. He does all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, Most of the times, if you see him at a con, he's wearing a nice fur jacket. Nice. Fur coat of some sort. That's what's up. Uh, He always has his persona going, which is pretty fun. Uh, I gave The Lich a two out of five. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was the best movie in the world. Uh, But it was far from the worst, for sure. It was down there but it wasn't that bad it wasn't
1: uh yeah i mean i've seen worse
0: for sure i mean we watched worse when we were doing uh when we watched what was it uh fat boy drives the bus or whatever that boy drives the bus fucking awful <laughs> not as bad as bird but still pretty fucking oh, yeah, bad pretty bad um so yeah that's pretty much what we that, that's the james balsamo movie for the day Hopefully you guys go check out uh, Balsamo movies. He's got a bunch of them. He's got a whole they're, bunch.
1: They're very, very low quality. He's just he doesn't care. He's not trying to make I, I a will, good movie. I will
0: say this: the cover art on all of his movies. He's are got awesome. a good poster designer. He he's does. got great art. Um,
1: but he's not trying to impress you with the movie. So,
0: and it's and it's got a lot just of people who, mind. when they pop up, all of his movies have people that, when they pop up on the screen, you're gonna be like, oh, mm-hmm. it's that guy from that thing that I watched that I like. Um, so, for that fact, and and the fact that he does seemingly apply a little bit of, uh...
1: He has a movie with Jason Mewes in it? Passion to it. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Called Catch of the Day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's insane. So, I left out that he also gave me a t-shirt when I got the topless photo op. But he didn't have my size, so I got the biggest one he had, which was like a large.
1: So you just... So I just just got a large. It's
0: somewhere. It's not in... It's not at my new right. place it's it's packed up with my uh, my other shirts that I can't wear <laughs> uh, but yeah James Balsamo uh, a dude that I could not endorse enough as far as like the really bad bad movies go he's kinda like the dude
1: yeah he's got it it's uh there's like reaction shots of certain characters to other characters doing stuff that are just clearly not even in the same fucking location Plus, he puts lots of gratuitous nudity
0: nudity in his yeah, movies. Right and uh, blood. So, I, I think there that. was so
1: much gratuitous nudity in the next film that I completely forgot there was even nudity in oh, his first Oh, that is
0: movie. the entire point of the next film. Yeah. Okay. So, the next movie we watched was by a guy named Bill Zebub. Uh, I first Bill became Z-Bub. aware of Bill Zebub by watching this movie called The Sandman, which was a mockumentary movie about the snuff style films that are really popular on underground film collectors. Uh such as like August Underground and uh stuff like that. The Bill Kill the Scream Queen movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um yeah, that's how I was first made aware of him. And in the movie in the uh in Sandman he kinda plays a fictionalized character Version of himself because you know it's a mockumentary. It's not really like yeah true one hundred percent. Which that movie I also would recommend highly to anybody who likes eerie mockumentary style movies because it has the fucking wildest turn in it. And uh, we
1: all love wild twists. Yes,
0: and well, I mean, I guess it's not super wild, but it's it's a good one. It's a good twist for sure. Uh, but Bill is known for making movies with tons of nudity, and uh, some I, I, I had assumed blood as well, but this one didn't really have all that much blood. But it wasn't also really a horror movie. No, either. is so,
1: a uh, more of just a, a sex comedy, I'd yeah. say. Uh, also, I would
0: definitely put him under the file of sexploitation uh,
1: yeah. He says, sure. "Don't." Watch this as your first Bill's Above movie. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, well, this was my first
0: Bill's Above um, movie, and obviously it was your first one because I, yeah. I had to tell you about him, but this is the one that caught my eye the most, so I was like awesome. And of course we're talking about uh, Jesus. It says,
1: do not watch this unless you're already a fan.
0: I was already a fan. I just yeah. didn't know. I just didn't know yet. So, uh, we're safe. We're good. Uh, this movie is kind of an offender of all things that could be offended
1: for sure so
0: don't watch this if you can't uh appreciate the satirical value of a little bit of ignorance right you know uh and and you can tell uh watching the bloopers of the movie that everything in this movie is tongue-in-cheek the guy is seems like he's a very nice guy from the way he was dealing with his actors in the bloopers uh, again, another movie written, directed, and starring the director, uh, Beelzebub here. And co-starring, uh, one of my favorite clowns, Scarlet Storm, uh, as a go-go dancer who was transported to the body of Jesus. And she sees herself as a hot chick still, but everybody else sees her as, uh, Jesus. Jesus. But Jesus. Jesus is like a fat dude with like, uh you know, just, he's greasy kind (laughs) of looking, he is not the washboard abs Jesus that you see on all the crazy uh, paintings and whatnot of him, but this movie is fucking, actually really fucking, just smart in a way. Got some clever dialogue in it. It for sure but does. Again, the whole first part another, of it is like so good.
1: We're glossing over the fact that this is another one of those super duper de duper oh, yeah. indie films. Well, like, this
0: one, this, this one is like it, uh, James Balsamo had a shoestring budget. Um, we know we'll go. Okay, I'll say James Balsamo had a shoe budget. You know, so he could afford to make a to have a pair of shoes. For the money he made in the movie. uh, Bill Zabub
1: couldn't afford a pair of shoe strings. Yeah, Bill
0: Zabub was like, Uh, he was tissue. I'm talking, (laughs) we're we're,
1: we're saying saying equipment, in shots. Oh, but I mean, uh,
0: he says that all that's purposeful, too. Like, he meant to do that. It's meant for that,
1: but don't, so you can't watch this going into us thinking you're going to watch a a put together film.
0: Do not go into watching either of these films thinking you're going to see an Oscar worthy candidate. Uh, you're not. These are not those kinds of movies. Neither. These are the movies that you saw the cover of in the video store, and were like, "Oh my god, this looks like the best thing ever!" And then you got home and you were duped because nothing that was on the cover was in the movie, except for with Bill Zabub's movie, the the cover is pretty accurate. It's just, yeah, half naked chicks
1: yeah. and blasphemous imagery. So uh, there's, uh, I'd say about 20 minutes of this movie is slow motion fighting set. Yeah. to that's the worst part of this movie, yeah. is the slow and motion the movie, fighting. The, the correct title for this film yeah. is actually Quantum Leap of Faith.
0: Yes, Quantum Leap of Faith. Uh, because
1: it's going to be re-edited soon, and released. Oh, and wow. He just put it on Vimeo. Like, he's going to he's going to shorten
0: all the fighting scenes.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Um, it's a, apparently, there's like longer versions of all of his movies, and he's like re-editing them and stuff right now. Hmm. releasing some stuff, who knows? I
0: don't know. All I know is in that documentary, or the mockumentary, Sandman, he was talking about how he would make, like, uh, he would make personalized movies for
1: people. Yeah, well, for, I'll tell you, like, you. custom movies. You see how poorly put together these films are? Yeah. Their websites aren't any better.
0: Oh, for like, sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm trying to, James trying to get a grasp website, over here. It's pretty bad. On either
1: of their websites, so trying to figure some shit out, and it's not working. They too. have the most basic... Platforms, Yeah, and everything's just all shoved on one page. Which
0: is cool, man, because I love the DIY cheap uh, aspect of these movies. That's kind of the appeal of it, is that it is just dudes that wanted to make movies and didn't really give a fuck if yeah. everybody else liked them, and uh, basically just make movies for the people who get it and their friends, and that's it. They don't give a fuck about ever making a million dollars in a movie, or being the the next Marvel director, they're just fucking. They want to make their crazy, silly little sh- movies, and uh, that's what they're good at. That's yeah. what they do. And I'm like, I'm here for it, man. I'm probably gonna watch more uh, Bills Above movies. I definitely am gonna watch at least four more because I got four yeah, more I'll on them. Blu-ray.
1: I watch more, Bill's and uh, movies, I'm definitely gonna stuff.
0: buy some more Balsamo movies eventually and watch them too. You've got uh, a lot of buying to do. Twenty at least twenty six different <laughs> movies. Uh, some of those I think are out of print right now, though too. Uh, but I'm sure I could get him to print me one. <laughs> There's some VHS on this website. <laughs> Throw me it. a goddamn uh, bootleg copy. So, yeah, this movie, like I said, is just tongue and cheek, crazy b- bullshit, and uh good bit of it. It's got our. It's got corpse grinder from a. Uh, Fucking countable corpse in it, as the president.
1: A very brief uh, scene of him coming out of the Just a potty. very
0: short cameo. Uh, lots of funny shit in this movie. Uh, lots of good-looking women in this movie. To be real, the the best-looking, of course, being the star Miss uh, Scarlet Storm. Um, in my opinion, anyways, I don't know about anybody else. But <laughs> I don't know about anybody. They're else. all fantastic. They all did a great job. Uh, But this is kind of his M.O. It's just hot women and simulated violence. Nothing
1: wrong with that.
0: And I can get with it. I can get behind it 100%. Uh, Especially seeing how he treats the women behind the scenes in the bloopers uh, reel. Which was pretty cool if that's how he always is with people. So, uh, for sure. Uh, But That's all I can really say. I mean, I give it a 2 out of 5 also. Yeah. That's all I can really say about it, you know. Yeah,
1: super cheap, super indie. cheap. Probably, I think these would be the two most indie films I've ever seen.
0: Maybe, yeah. I, I'd go that far,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, I've For never sure. seen a movies with. I'm not saying this. I'm not trying to slight the films at all, but I've never seen films with lesser production values than this, yeah. these movies before. No doubt, like even. I said this when we were watching these. These movies make the trauma films look like fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Like MGM Universal Studios. So, take that into account. And that's not a bash against these filmmakers at all. They did it, and they didn't try to make movies look good. They did what they wanted to do. And, fuck yeah, more power to them. Yeah. We need more filmmakers like this. We just need people getting out and making content. And, uh... Everybody, anybody, if you want to make a
0: movie and you can fucking do it, do it. Like, me and Cagney just decided one day we were gonna make a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I know how much it takes to pull off We stuff, ended so. up doing
0: it. It was fucking... Yep. Pretty quickly, too. We did. We got our money, and we got uh, our cast together. We ended up losing half of our cast and then having to recast, but... Fuck them. You know how that is. It's Hollywood, baby. Fuck them. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I guess that's our episode this week. Uh, it's an interesting
1: one. It's a pretty low budget episode.
0: Super. Well, the, the title of it's going to be low budget and low brow. Low budget and low brow. Because if there's anything you can describe these movies as, it's definitely low. That brow. sounds
1: like a hardcore album. So we are low budget and low brow. Hell yeah!
0: <laughs> Make sure you follow us on social media at Martell's Movie Madness on Facebook and Instagram at Movie Madness sixty nine on Twitter. Uh, get on that Patreon, y'all! Patreon, Patreon. y'all! slash Martell's Movie Madness. Got a three dollar tier, got a six dollar tier, got a twelve dollar tier, got a, as much money as you want to give. We got that yep. tier. You can go on there if and you if give you tip, us.
1: If you tip a hundred dollars, Ryan will dress up like Maddie Matheson.
0: Yeah, I don't know and how D- to and do that. Bleach, but I he will bleach his it. hair. Yeah,
1: and get more tattoos. I'm nowhere near
0: as fashionable as Maddie Matheson, but I'm also nowhere near as uh wealthy. You just either.
1: need to become Matty
0: Matheson. Uh I mean, I basically already am him except he's got more tattoos. Yeah, you need to He become could probably him. cook better than me. I'm sure he can. He's <laughs> yeah. been doing it longer though, probably. He went to cooking school. Competitively, at least. Uh And uh, if you want to if you want to make us watch Bird Demick, uh <laughs> $50 is your ticket to get us to watch. Everybody. We'll do a, a live uh, commentary track for it. Uh, we'll watch Bird Birdemic 2 for $100. Uh.
1: <laughs> for our 100th episode next week, we're just going to talk about Maddie Maths.
0: Yeah, that's what we're going gotcha. to do. Gotcha. Spooked you.
1: Psych. Full
0: no, point. next week we're actually going to have on... <gasps> a Guest, <laughs> we're gonna watch the movie Dwellers. Oh, we have one. Guest, you spoiled it. I'm Mr. Uh, uh, the, 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 the director. And did you write it? You oh. wrote it also, right? Couldn't tell you. <sighs> this is like the Hanukkah episode all <laughs> over again. <'cause laughs> well, we, we had, haven't,
1: but we haven't seen the credits for it yet. Huh? Oh, yeah, true, uh, true.
0: Uh, uh. But we do, we failed to mention the director's name once in Hanukkah, uh, yeah. And it's a dude that I met a bunch of times. That was before. in <laughs> James Balsamo. <laughs> he was movie in today. Balsamo's movie today. Yeah. Had pretty big role. Uh, <laughs> what's his, what's his last name? Eben Powell. I know this? it's I know it's Mc, Mc, Mc something. Eben uh, Mick something. Yeah, it's Eben from Matt Monster Party. That's how I know him. Uh, I didn't even know Eben until I didn't even know his first name until. Like literally right before the con this year Yeah <laughs> Yeah I mean I've talked to the guy a bunch of times right. Either uh, in person or on Instagram But uh Never knew his name Not once Not Jeez. Never even asked He never He doesn't know my name I don't think He just calls me Trailer Trash God So yeah. well, wow. Yeah What a world we live in Which is fucking sick I like being I'm the Trailer Trash God That's cool with me You know <laughs> so yeah come on over we got a special shit going on next week for the 100th episode we're going to have a little guest on we're going to have a little bit of a uh, Cagney's going to interview me and uh, we're going to do fun stuff man it's going to be sick uh, what else what else what else should I say I guess let's watch some fucking movies
1: uh, you didn't plug your socials oh
0: yeah my socials yeah at uh, trailer trash guy on Instagram and at Martell the Guide on Twitter Uh, let me me know if you guys would feel more inclined to follow me on Twitter if I had a safe for work Twitter because if you would I will make a separate safe for work account for people who want to follow me and keep up with my personal shit but don't want to see the uh, the sex worker promotion I think people Uh, just
1: want that in general
0: what? you should
1: just I have that in general. No, fuck that. Actually, fuck. Take
0: I take it all back. Don't I don't care if you don't like the entities on your timeline. Okay, just don't follow me. I don't care. I don't give and a shit.
1: He stands by that. I well, for a much safer for work experience, feel follow, free to follow me on yeah. social media. Uh, Cagney likes this Cagney Larkin on Facebook Follow
0: Cagney he gets, He's only horny in the DMs
1: Yeah just the DMs <laughs> <laughs> They go down in the DMs
0: Bruh I am horny on Maine All the time Everywhere Orny on It Maine. don't fucking matter Instagram, Facebook, Twitter I done got banned three times on on Facebook For fucking posting sexual content You don't fucking think I'm fucking I get crazy I get fucking nutty Get bruh. fucking nutty, bro I never knew posting edited nudity from a movie Was gonna get me a yep. fucking 7 day Facebook ban Woo. And then the hate speech against white people Was gonna get me a 30 day one Yep, can't talk bad about white folk <sighs> Fuck the zuck, y'all
1: Um Podcast just got banned <laughs> bro. we're fucking our plat, We're
0: deplatformed. we just got deplatformed. Fuck you, Stitcher. um. It doesn't even matter because we'll just fucking bro- we'll broadcast it on AM radio if we get deplatformed on the internet, and our listeners will find us. You know what I mean?
1: If you <laughs> if you speak it, they will come. <laughs> if you we're speak on it, a they Mexican radio, oh <laughs> oh
0: man! Yeah, next week
1: we'll just croon for an hour. yeah.
0: We're just gonna fucking do a like a. We're going to do like a, a, a mashup of all today's hits. and <laughs> uh, Okay, so we're going to do the 80s, 90s, and today. and But we're going to do them mm. in the style of lounge singers. Okay.
1: So. Ooh, yeah, that's some wet ass pussy. Huh? <laughs>
0: mm, yeah, that's some wet ass pussy. Huh? There's some whores in this house. That was more country and western, but you this, guys get the gist of it. There's some
1: whores in this house. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Before we
0: get too off the fucking rails the Fuck shit. it. Get the rails <laughs> gone, dog. Uh, yeah, fuck those rails, man. Get the rails out of here. Yeah. Fuck We don't need no stinking rails.
1: <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need uh... rails. Looks like you survived the movie madness. Congratulations. Come back next week for more chills, thrills, and spine-tingling tales of terror and movies. Because that's what makes the world go round. My dad's movie movies!
0: <laughs> Let's watch the fucking movies.